Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Welcome to the Shutdown Full Cast. <laughs> Did you just like like burp up the season as you as you as you lumber into the off season? Just coughing up turnovers here. That, that was Good. one of his least confident welcomes, and I think it's because Holly's not there. Holly's not I, here this week, by the way. I think it's because I went for about an eight on the vocal cords, and they gave me about a six. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this this was you swinging at a curveball that like bounced a foot in front of the plate. I'm a little so a little hoarse. You didn't limber up beforehand. Uh, you know, at this point, given what the voice is going through, a little bit of midwinter congestion, uh-huh. if you will. Uh, this is this is about what I got today. We're gonna get through it, and I'm because I'm a gamer, right? But and by gamer, I mean I play a lot of Civ Five. Five? Yeah. I thought you were on to six. I can't quit five, but I, I'm okay. I'm I'm breaking six in. Slowly. Who's your? Let, let me see. Let me see. Um, you know, you know who I am. I do already. Yeah, you know. You don't have to know to know. That's what I'm saying. I feel like I should know, but I don't know that I know. What's the one Civ, like the one Civ culture that across all games involves very little development, rapid expansion, constant violence, and very little planning? The Big 12. Correct. I mean, this is, this is sounding like Shaka to me. I am either Shaka or most, Genghis Khan. Most of the time I am Genghis Khan. Okay. It's a branding thing. It's real hard to turn down the Mongols. In a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was kind of their whole thing. Genghis Khan has a deal for you. 
that's the that's the remake of Deal or No Deal we need. Yeah, Genghis, Genghis Khan used cars. Come down here, buy this car, and we'll kill you. That's the I think deal. Genghis Khan's used cars. Just remember, they're a uh, they're they're a traveling horde. So all the cars arrive on your street. <laughs> you will be buying one, and that's or, the whole deal. <laughs> or, or or we'll burn your house down, and then yep. you'll still buy one. And then you will become a car. You'll have to carry their car. Trade trade ins not optional. <laughs> nah, we're gonna take all your cars. Genghis Khan Motors. Do you have a car fax for this? Nope, I got a sword though. I got facts about this car. It's got a my, I, got, I got I got a I got a car axe. Got a shitload of arrows. <laughs> car axe. <laughs> that uh, brings welcome. us to podcast business. Podcast yeah. business, Spencer. Give it give it to us. Podcast business. The best you can. What's that business? <laughs> podcast <laughs> business. Man. It's a business. I feel like you're gonna have an asthma attack. Motors you come. Down here will kill you. Da, 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 da. <laughs> All right. So, David. Spencer, we have a business opportunity for you. Mm. Not for Spencer. Spencer doesn't have money. Hey, venture capitalists who listen to this program because it's part of the Vox Media Podcast Network, the podcast network for venture capitalists. Um, hey, you want to give us millions of dollars for a for a huge growth scale opportunity thing? Wow. That sounds like we are going out for our uh, first round of funding. We have been uh, self-valuated at $10 billion. We're calling this Series X funding. I know it doesn't make sense, but it sounds aggressive. Yeah, like Weapon X. Yep. Uh, so so you know how folks, this is the kind of thing where you, 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 you condescend and act like you're only talking to the ladies out there, like the ladies and their husbands, you know? Like, so ladies, you know when you're going around the house filling up your microwaves, and you you have you have a front loading microwave, but you wish it was more like a washing machine. You know when a you top jam, loading washing machine. You know when you jam a bunch of spaghetti, loose spaghetti into your microwave to heat it up, and then you open it and it all just spills out on the floor. Ugh, ugh. No you know more of that. Skip Bayless's house, and there's a fucking microwave on the floor, like he's crying or something, or like or like literally in the floor, like a trap door, and you just dump spaghetti down skip bayless's floor and then it gets vaporized while it's in the basement and you, you know scoop I, it out with a net you know, you know what you, you know, you know i eat all my food off the floor right to remind myself that i'm a dog and i could be hungry at any instant That's well what if your moving. dog had a microwave on the floor Go on. that's right folks invest right now in brian what's the name of our company that the, uh um uh uh Scar, scar, top loading microwave. Scar tour, scar tour. Vidgo, Vidgo, Foodgo, Foodgo, Food dot gov. Top loading, <laughs> top loading microwaves. Um, so <laughs> you you just you you just dip a big ladle in there and scoop it out. It protects you from the harmful radiation. You don't have to change the nuclear rods. Um, you can you can put way, you can stuff way more food into your microwave when it's yeah top you can loaded. get a fucking plunger and mm-hmm. just jam all the pizza you can in there. It's, it's like a it's like a nuclear blender. And then think about the hours you save. And those are hours you sa- spend making money. That's right. This is the first microwave that makes you money. Makes you it makes you money. It's Fellas, very- you wanna you wanna surprise your lady? Get her a microwave that doesn't need to be cleaned because and- you can't even see the mess. Venture capitalists only eat one meal a day, 
But how are they supposed to microwave this Titanic meal in a standard front-loading poor person's microwave? Answer, the top-loading microwave. Even better idea. I've All always right. thought I've always thought the most inconvenient thing about a microwave was that I couldn't heat something up that had a lot of water in it and then immediately and inevitably get scalded from the steam. No more. Yes. You know, you know, the best part about this invention is that um, it could be easily solved by just turning your microwave 90 degrees on the counter. Impossible. God damn it, Ryan. We're trying to get money here. So, all right, I will top you. I have a better idea. Okay. All right. So gravity tends to go in one direction. There are some exceptions to this rule, but generally only goes in one direction. Now, what do you do with your food when you eat it? It goes down your throat. You see what I'm saying? Bottom loading microwave. Microwave on your ceiling. Wow. You shove your food up in there, slam the door shut really fast. Stand under it. It gets nuclear vaporized. Then you open the door and you are in a soup shower. You become sort of a stargate for food. Yeah, now you are the bottom loading microwave. What was our other piece of podcast business? Our our other piece is this, that... That this podcast, I would like anyone listening and within the sound of their voice to know a couple of things. It is a production of Banner Society, one of the most dominant brands on the internet today, and definitely the only college football website featuring the only college football podcast. We do have an NFL podcast. And the only top-loading and bottom-loading microwave. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. Additionally, we also have an opportunity for any candidates within the sound of my voice and those unseen and unheard past the frontiers of this broadcast, you can reach your target demographic. How many people in Iowa, South Carolina, and early primary states are currently listening to this going, I really want to know, what does the full cast want me to do once I enter the voting booth and pull that lever for the candidate of my choice? It's all anybody's really asking about. Just check the internet. New York Times isn't going to give you a clear answer, are they? No, they're going to endorse two people at once, right? So like, it falls to us, the podcast of record, the the blue-gray lady. There are no ties in football anymore, all right? At least not in sanctified college football, all right? It's not going to happen here either. We're going to pick someone. We're going to stand by them. And you know how we're going to pick them? The same way everyone else picks them. Whoever pays us the most money. That's right. All you need to do is send us a check and we will endorse you. I think at this point, we're choosing between two candidates. It's going to be either uh, Michael Bloomberg, who I'm told has money, and Tom Steyer, who I don't know anything else about him other than he has money. Is he the workout one? No, I think that's... Who's the workout one? That's, that's Bernie Sanders. <laughs> yeah, that's Bernie. Yeah, Bernie's just deadlifting, man. It's sick what he's putting down. No, this is uh, this is Bernie's respectable deadlift numbers aside. In this presidential year, the one who's deadlifting is, I believe, this is John Delaney. He's another yeah. guy with money. If you're pulling at 1%, you are indeed deadlifting. Anyway. You're pulling you're you're pulling your weight and not much else. <laughs> you're pushing and pushing and pushing and it's just dead. I think it's yeah. fair to say that that if you're pulling this low, it's not working. Whatever you're doing is not working. And we can agree that whatever you're doing is not giving the shutdown full cast nine hundred and fifty thousand dollars of your own money. Although really, if we were searching our hearts and being honest, Delaney would be our candidate because 
there's a shot of him. He's like kind of a kind of a frumpy, angry looking guy. And he's going down a corn slide at the Iowa State Fair. And he looks like <laughs> and he looks like a man who is enjoying the corn slide less than any human being has ever enjoyed the corn slide before. <laughs> Perfect. Like he looks like an action figure that you bent in half and then just pushed down. He's perfectly erect from the waist up. And then his legs are completely straight out. And the expression on his face is of somebody passing a kidney stone. It is amazing. He's com- he's clearly the most full cast candidate. And that's saying a lot in a field that did have Marianne Williamson in it. However, we, we're focusing on the two people who have the most important qualifications for office. And that's tremendous amounts of money and zero judgment. Tom Steyer, Mike Bloomberg, let, let us know. Let us know. We're here to deliver voters to you. There are at least 35 people in Iowa listening to this right now. And judging by the poll numbers, should you buy them all, that will double your vote counts in the state. Hey, uh, Tom Steyer. That's his name, right? Doesn't matter. Okay. Mr. Steyer, I have an investment opportunity for you. I am leaving topmicrowave.com, and I'm launching my own company, where uh, I'm going I'm to launch no-load microwaves. It's just going to be a, a rock, a uranium rock. You f- put your food next to it. There are no walls. And then You're your traitor. food is done. We had something going here. Nah, I, it's time for me to cash out. I'm taking my, I'm taking my 50% of the company. Spencer, you, Spencer, you didn't invest in time. Damn um, it. Yep, sorry. Business is ruthless. That's fine. I used my 50% to acquire the remnants of Toys R Us. Wow, that's pretty smart too. Yep, yep. Now toys are you. <laughs> toys are me. <laughs> um, so we did have a football topic for today, believe it or not. Those of uh, you who uh, Bloomberg who have... twenty Bloomberg twenty twenty Bloomberg Bloomberg twenty Bloomberg twenty. Our, our, we will set up a Venmo for this, right? Yeah, what's our? <laughs> we're gonna set up a Venmo. Um, actually, Venmo is United States secured. Let's do something. Uh, <laughs> Do something a little friendlier to the tax profile, Ryan. Sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. just, just we'll ask get, Bud. He's got something, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll get that set Well, up. I got Slovenian Venmo. Can't low, trace it. Low price of 800 grand. I know we were at 900 for the savings. I'm bringing you down to 800. Oh, y'all don't what? use Moon Venmo? Venmo? Venmoon? Venmoon. Um, so the football topic for today is 2019 LSU. Very good sports team i think we can all agree some would even say the best team in its particular sport some would even say the best ever i think there are several different cases for it as blogged at bannersociety.gov.com sorry um so the question i wanted to pose to y'all and the readers as well is if you had to pick one team to beat 2019 lsu we'll say we are we are time portaling them to the same place a neutral site it's happening at some point when they have, you know, they've had a month to train or whatever. Um, that is not a long list of teams that you would have a high degree of confidence in, I would assume. But what would be the first names on your list? Mm, this is a boring answer, but last year's Clemson team, honestly. Like, they just look better. It, it, basically on this, they look better than this year's Clemson team. So they feel like they have a better shot. Sure. And this year's Clemson team was very good. Yeah. I think I, I mean I think that's one of the 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 best choices. That's this year's Clemson team plus an NFL defensive line. 
Yeah. And that could have come in really handy because they, they got they, they got to jail a few times, but what if they did like twice as many? Plus a Hunter Renfro. It's good to have one of those. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and just because I know I know we want to see it. And I would just go ahead and take the two thousand and ten Auburn Tigers because <laughs> I just want to see Cam. So just Cam Newton is what you're taking. Yeah, no, that's what you're picking. Okay. Right? Like, because Auburn's not going st- to stop them. That's very, very silly, right? However, Auburn had enough talent that year to disrupt an offense just enough. And yes, yes, Joe Burrow's an entirely different challenge. But if I'm going to get... Fortunately, Mecca- Ted, fortunately defensive coordinator Ted Roof is here, so... Mm-hmm. If I'm going to have King Kong Joe Burrow on one side, I want Mecha Godzilla Cam Newton on the other. And I'm just going to see what happens for entertainment purposes, right? The other serious answer is the 2013 Florida State Seminoles because yikes, that offense would, uh, that offense is still a handful. So, and they might be able to stay in a shootout with them. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and, and hedge and take those two. I'm calling a tie because, again, no one's paid me to make a decision. Uh, Spencer, you are going to want to surround those 2013 Knolls with a ring of towels, given gotta, the benefit of hindsight. Got to keep the got to keep the signals tight. Come on, baseball! Like uh, <laughs> they're stealing, they're stealing our signs. Elementary school brain sport. Good God! <laughs> I don't. I don't think there is a team older than 05 Texas that I would say this team has a pretty good chance to do it. Like, there are hundreds of other teams where I'm like, well, that would be interesting, you know. And they might have a chance, but 05 Texas is the oldest one where and, I'm like, all right, let's put, let's put them within, you know. Miami fans have now uh, stopped the podcast and are out now tweeting homophobic slurs at Jason wow, for the next wow. week. We, we, I, lost, I, we, I, we I, lost eight I, listeners. Wow. I, I welcome all seven canes. <clears throat> Uh, we also want to note uh, 2019 Ohio State, which SP Plus still ranks ahead of LSU. Uh, now all the angry Ohio State fans are in Bill's mentions. So we've, we've lost Miami fans and Ohio State fans. Uh, and as several of our readers pointed out, 2019 Alabama with a healthy Tua. Why is, that, why is that significantly different from the actual game that was played that way? Is it just the neutral? Like, what are we talking about here? Because it was pretty close. Okay. Yeah. Even with an unhealthy Tua. He was he was reasonably healthy. He there so he had two weird turnovers. You know, weird for him. Yeah. <laughs> weird for anybody, but definitely weird for him. Um, if you take away like one of those, I don't think the defense is good enough this year. I I'm, <clears throat> like. I don't think this defense. They they certainly didn't do a ton to slow down LSU when they actually played. I don't like. I get that too is a great player, and I'm not trying to suggest he's not. But I don't. That doesn't feel like the part where you would have to flip it to me. Like, okay. why wouldn't you just go 2017 Bama then? Perhaps to any of the last four Bama teams, <laughs> there's an argument. Mecca for Bama, even some sort of huge, huge hulking Mecca Bama. I mean, if you want to combine them, then fuck everybody, get out of the way. Yeah. And Ryan, that you mentioned the first time we talked about this was 2019 Ohio State. Never got a shot. Quite possibly the best team in the country. Just had like a bunch of drives stall out and a couple weird bounces. We'll call them bounces against Clemson. <laughs> 
<laughs> refs did their it's, best, but it's, 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 is that what we're calling it? Oh, the refs just got got the bounces today. <laughs> refs said bouncy eyes. I got the bounces, boys. That is a good way to put it. Ah, the refs just got some weird breaks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to see if this pattern holds. By the way, none of us reached immediately for an Alabama team. Yeah, which is why I think, like, I think there's a natural reason for that, which is. When Alabama's been this good and this dominant for this long, you just kind of lump them over into like the Alabama drawer. Don't yeah. bother sorting them; just pour them into the Bama drawer. They're all yeah. the same. I mean, it's not, very hard true. to like. So, like Florida State, if you say best Florida State team of the last twenty years, that's easy as hell. If you say best Bama team of the last decade, you have to like fuck. Who was on? You know, it really all runs. Oh nine, oh nine was special. You know, uh, the, the Tua was a special quarterback. Other than that, man. It's been the same. Yeah, <laughs> you can you can probably make it. Twenty twelve is the other one that was like clearly better than everybody else in the sport at that point. They're like a full six points ahead, almost a full six points ahead of number two in SP plus. Yeah. So basically, you know, any of these teams, and then <clears throat> fucking any Bama, sure, could give LSU a really good game and possibly win. That seems fair. I think that seems fair, but like. That's the problem with having such a homogenous product is that we can look at this LSU team and go, damn, that is the best LSU team I will ever see, ever. If there's better, they're going to be astonishingly, brain-meltingly good. And with Alabama, you're just like, I don't know, that's just another, that's just another Maserati. This exercise that we've done in various iterations, Jason's written some stuff on it, we tweet about it, we're talking about it now. <clears throat> it makes me uh it keeps leading me to one question was 2000 oklahoma any good because they never like i feel like we don't even mention them consider them even even to sort of say nope not them but this is a team that beat like a bunch of ranked teams and most of, most games in the season were holding their opponents under two touchdowns and, like, yeah, the national championship was pretty dumb, but it is funny that Florida State lost the game 13-2. But, but, but like, am I right in thinking that, like, yep, do, does not even merit consideration because of Jason White's genes uh, <laughs> or something like that? I think that's pretty fair. I, I'm um, sorry. I, I'm sorry. That would be, that'd be Josh Heupel. Oh, right, right. That's, Josh, <laughs> that's UCF head coach Josh Heupel, an right. awe-inspiring athlete. And then what what do we got? Nate Hibble is the backup? Nate Hibble, I believe, is the backup on that team. So looking at SRS, the rating system, um, it has Oklahoma that year third behind Miami and Florida State. Okay. Um, You could say that's fair, that's unfair, but, you know, overall SRS of 21 and a half is not particularly (laughs) exciting. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, and that Florida State team, like that 13-2 game is one of the weirdest games of import in recent college football history because that is Mark Richt trying to coach Georgia and put an offensive game plan together. That is Oklahoma suddenly realizing what, I don't know, I guess no one else in the ACC could notice for an entire year. They're like, that's an immobile 27-year-old quarterback back there. Hmm. I wonder also, if we can do just, something with that. I just realized that I think I'll have to check the numbers here, but I think 2019 Ohio State is SRS's highest rated team since 1971 Nebraska. Well, and they didn't win the title. Um, I will say I don't I don't generally like this as a metric, but for that 2000 Oklahoma team, 
Uh, here are all the players they had drafted the following uh, in the following draft. Torrance Marshall went in the third round. Josh Heupel went in the sixth round. End of list. <laughs> well, yeah. The, there are yeah. a weird couple years there, man. Eric Crouch has a Heisman. Like, no one was paying attention for a couple years there. Yeah, I don't, I don't feel real, real good about putting that team out there, period. This, this by the way, um, is, it time to, oh, is it time to make the case about 2001 Miami yet? You want to hold off? Sure, on go for it. No, nah, just, just, just make it happen. It's going to yeah. happen. So, the thing, so our, this program being what it is, obviously – we're going to quickly be done with the serious business and move to the stupid shit. Well, I, we, we started with non-loading microwaves, so I, I think we've fulfilled that obligation for at least a few more minutes. You mean so, the serious business? Yeah, I agree. <clears throat> yeah, this is very serious. I can't believe um, you betrayed me. <laughs> <laughs> so, Spencer, you should do the all-loading microwave. That's right. Bad, bad boy bottom-loading microwaves. <laughs> you know, by the way, this is like, like the bad boy mowers has already a splinter sect of bad boy mowers right that what? they have a, a splinter company there's like a batter boy mowers that's not the name <laughs> the worst boy mowers <laughs> it's a family business and the two brothers have had some sort of falling out so bad boy mowers now has a rival company you have to that find is, the name of it i will find i will find the Brother. name of bad boy mowers uh or, or you can do this well you can do this well spartan mower is it really spartan mower i think so there is no way the Spartans gave a goddamn about lawn care. No. no. Unless unless it was like, you know, water your lawn with blood. Yeah. I'm, I'm making sure this is, cra- this is right. Spartans were so fucking overrated, by the so way. Stupid. Speaking of overrated, 2001 Miami. <clears throat> so the reason we all love this team is they had an insane number of pro bowlers. They had, what, something like three Hall of Famers when it's all said and done? Pro? Something like that. Um, insanely talented. Quite possibly the most talented college football team ever as far as names and individual skills go. Um, but th- we are a little bit nostalgia drunk on this team. If you go back and you look at what they actually accomplished as a college football team, it was good. It was good. Uh, they didn't play a schedule anywhere near as hard as 2019 LSU's. They had a couple close calls and against some pretty lesser teams. Um, you know, uh, you look at the roster and you, you, you don't see a single weakness you, you, up the middle. It's Reed Vilma Wilfork. That might be the best backbone ever of a defense. But then you look on the other side uh, and yet yeah, it's loaded, loaded at running back, you know, every other position group on until you get to Ken Dorsey at quarterback. Ken Dorsey was the 17th best quarterback Oof. in the country that year. The 17th best quarterback in the country this year was, I don't know, Jack Cohn of Wisconsin. Is Jack Cohn equivalent to the quarterback of the best team in college football history? I'm pretty sure LSU would, 2019 LSU would hold Ken Dorsey to like seven yards. Like is, 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 is 2001 Miami OC Rob Chudzinski going to riddle Dave Aranda? Hey, that's, no, I don't that, picture that happening. That's former Cleveland Browns head coach Ron Chudzinski there. <laughs> One of several one-year Cleveland Browns Put some head coaches. Respect on his name. <laughs> so, like, if any pre-05 team is gonna give 2019 LSU a challenge, yeah, 2001 Miami. If they can, you know, make the game not about the QB, because you know, no, no disrespect, to Ken Dorsey, he was good enough, quite evidently, 
but he's not Joe Burrow, you know. And maybe the Canes have an edge in, you know, several position groups in, in, in a head-to-head battle here, but there is one position that outweighs any other position group. So, 0-1 Canes, awesome, awesome at the time. Um, we have inflated them due to seeing what they did in the NFL ever since. And, like, the, here, here's one interesting thing to me. If you go back and look, you know, uh, consensus All-Americans year by year, for a national champ, you'd expect to have – like, LSU had four this year. 0-1 Miami had two. Did they get that right? Did they get that wrong? I don't know. Either way, the point is, in 2001, we did not really – you know, unanimously think of this Canes team as like, my God, this is the greatest thing ever. You know, we thought this team is awesome. It's one of several awesome teams from the state of Florida. You know, maybe, maybe the best, but we did not think Jesus Christ, it's the greatest college football team ever. Stamp it, hands down, no argument. There is an argument. I will say there's one place where they match up really nicely with LSU. Like even through the midst of time, even if the offense itself definitely wouldn't be able to keep pace with LSU, they match up really nicely across the secondary. They do. Like Philip Buchanan, Mike Rumpf, Ed Reed. Ed Reed. Oh, God. The things he would be able to do against uh, that passing offense would. I mean, I don't think he'd stop them, but there'd be a couple of spectacular moments along the way where he would completely baffle Burrow. James Lewis at strong safety. If you went to the nickel, because he's in the second string, freshman Sean Taylor would be that dude, which I'm okay with. That's that's a nice spot to have. That's one place where, like, defensively, that is a robust challenge for LSU. Yes, is the it? defensive talent is insane. Like, I'm willing to grant, you know, most talented defense, best college defense, anything you want to say about the defense. Okay, but here's here's the question I have. In some ways, Miami is a victim of – the BCS being the BCS, because to me it's essentially like saying, okay, what if LSU-Oklahoma had been the national championship game? Which kind of fits because um, Nebraska was, I think, number four in the AP. Um, They got, you know, Florida. Florida lost to Tennessee, and then Tennessee lost in the SEC championship game, and then Oregon didn't get picked. So I guess my question is, if you swap me out, let's say say that Oregon team, that Joey Harrington, um, Mike Bellotti, Oregon team, and they're the ones who, I don't know, let's say they get stumped by Miami in the Rose Bowl. Does that change your opinion, or is it still just you have a Ken Dorsey and therefore you cannot compete in this In this, I tournament? think who you play is who you play, and it does complicate the argument. You know, and, and like you could play the shittiest schedule in 2013 Florida State. That is not an incredible schedule. <laughs> but we still readily acknowledge it's one of the best teams ever because right. of what they did to it. Um, the O1 Canes, like, yes, I'll, I'll agree. They're still one of the best teams ever. But for me, the differentiator is, you know, I don't picture 2019 LSU needing a pick six to beat Boston College. It's just, it's just so stupid that we used to, like, I get that people have feelings about the playoff. And I'm not even going to say those feelings are wrong. We used to live in a world where, where Colorado fucking stomped Nebraska in Nebraska's last game of the year, the game that knocked Nebraska out of the Big 12 championship game, and they still went to the national title. Yeah, that was the very fun thing about this season is everyone knew we were just serving someone up to the Canes. It was like, who else was oh, it? Oregon oh, yeah. was in there. Yeah, Florida. Like, this was the year Florida plays the late game because of September 11th against Tennessee. Yeah. And they lose. Tennessee then swings that momentum into losing to, I think, LSU in the SEC championship game. Yeah. 
but like so, so like i don't want to you know nebraska lost to, to colorado <laughs> yeah. 62 to 36 they almost got fucking doubled up and they still got to play for the national championship the bcs was so bad and so dumb it was i mean it's hard to have one system that fits every year and this year this year and 2011 we should have just said come on we we have a number one we don't need to go through with this <laughs> Yeah, I mean, um, you, by the way, like this is now, now we've just managed to diversify the stupidity of the BCS, right? Because sure. we know we're going to get one game every year where it's like, well, Oklahoma, it's been cool. You're going to go in there. You're going to try real hard. You're going to get a juice box at the half. That's still happening. But the good news is that's not, we're not taking the risk that that's the only thing we have. That's that was the problem with the BCS is you could be like, well, sorry folks, that's all we have planned for tonight. <laughs> sorry, I made I made a one plate meal and that plate is ruined. So I unfortunately hope you like we had a diagonal loading microwave. <laughs> so I think I, I, I don't want to pretty... shit on wholesome memories of the O one Canes. Lovable, treasured team. I will Please shit on apply a little bit of context before you declare they're the best team ever. And there is I, I, no. I would argument. also, I would also state this: they get the they get such a massive bump from what everyone did after they left Miami. Exactly. That's 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 right. all I'm saying. That's no. That's just to sum that up, make it clear for everybody. There's another bump here: is that they were fucking. Fun. Well, there's cocaine. Well, yeah, fair. But they were fun. Like, I think a part of what weighs into this is, like, this LSU team was a lot of fun, and that's part of why we think of them the way we think of them. And, and like, most of the other teams we're talking about were a lot of fun. Like, 05 Texas was a was a fun Texas team. Lots of – there are good Texas teams that are not that fun. They're – part of why maybe we don't have more Alabama teams on here is because tradition. some of those teams were not as fun. Oh, and Miami is fun as shit. Yeah. No, they're great. They're fine. Um, they would also lose to this LSU team. That's it's a little bit like saying, "What is the most? What is the best car you can buy?" And like the child who's like a speedboat. You're like, well, <laughs> I I agree that a speedboat is fun and very fast, but I don't think it's the best car you can. Buy. I, I you know, whenever anybody recommends a team from the past and says like, "Oh, seventy one Nebraska," you guys are just you got to mention them. No one actually says this or cares. They mm-hmm. don't, right? Because they'll never have to prove it. Because uh, the reason I will invent a time machine is so I can do this and I can watch 71 Nebraska lose by 80 points, right? That's the sole reason I'm going to do this and master physics and establish new lines of science as we know it is just so I can shut people up who go, <laughs> oh, man, the, the Dolphins are still undefeated. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, so, 71 Nebraska's like, well, they had bananas in the locker room. I've only, yes. seen, I've only want, seen that twice in my life. Can I give you a little fact about 71 Nebraska, okay? It's this. Do you know how long they'd had a weight room? Three goddamn years. Three. They that was had three more than anybody else. That's correct. What you're seeing in 71 Nebraska is, oh, my God. They have bananas and a weight room. Yeah, they they've exercised. And I th- I <laughs> picture I picture the Pac-12 having one of those like weight jiggling belts that they just rotate. I guess at this point it's the Pac-8, but they're yeah. like, all right, Arizona, it's your turn with the jiggly weight belt. Well, Arizona State, <laughs> Arizona State actually had like Arizona State not a member at the time, right? They weren't a right. part of the Pac-8. Yeah. Uh, but Arizona State at the time had some some weights going on. I think Maryland had them, but Nebraska was the first one to go. 
maybe they deserve their own room. And by the way, we're not talking real complex weights here. When they started, paint cans on a bar. Like, literally, that's what Boyd Epley had started with. And Boyd Epley, strength coach, genius, and legend, he had one guinea pig for his experiments on figuring out what the best way to combine powerlifting, Olympic lifting, and bodybuilding was. That guinea pig was Boyd Epley. Boyd Epley, who at the time, I believe, was 27, just said, well, I guess if weightlifting is my job, so I've got to lift all the weights. And Captain like, Arizona. He did. He did for like two <laughs> <laughs> for like two years, all Boyd Epley did was like drink milk, eat whole loaves of bread, and lift all the time. He's like, well, boys, you got to look like this. Let's go. Am I going to fight the Nazis? No, you're going to golf. <laughs> That's it. You're going to golf and you're going to punt. Do I really need to lift all these weights? Yes. Everybody's got to look like Boyd, by you're the way. Captain Arizona. Arizona children, look up to you. The super serum is ingested via smoking it. Yeah, vaping it. <laughs> We vape. <laughs> the super vape. We vape the super serum. <laughs> People have Incredible. been trying to create the the secret super super soldier serum known as Monster Energy Drink for decades. Oh, God, Seventy yeah. years ago, I went into the sand. <laughs> it's wild. It was 1971, and I had a DVD copy of Boondock Saints. It's nuts. Red Skull, you idiot! Just use suntan lotion. I have to find the Tesseract. I was going to sell it for weed. <laughs> <laughs> So um, that's that's so what the seventy one Nebraska thing. The argument is, I think I would define it like, if you say most accomplished team, there's an excellent case for seventy one Nebraska. Sure. But seventy one Nebraska versus the O one Canes, like this is like calling, they're going to lose by fifty. This is like calling Spanish flu like the most dangerous like infection, and and of its time, yeah, it sure fucking was. But in twenty twenty, it's not sure. Or the Mongols, Genghis Khan would not get a lot done these days. I don't. I don't know. You tell him I said that. You tell him I said that. Meanwhile, Peter feels like, and I'm writing you a check, and you. uh, There you go. Shit. Yep. Genghis. I'm telling you, zombie Genghis Khan at my door to sell me a car. Genghis Khan used motors. What if Genghis Khan, but online streaming video? (laughs) Spencer, Spencer, you have a deeper Nebraska heresy in you, don't you? I do. I do, and it's a team that I before watching this LSU team had pretty much universally recognized as the most dominant college football team of all time. And um, they wouldn't be against this LSU team for a lot of reasons, a lot, all of which I'm about to tell you, Hey, 1995, Nebraska. Oh, so big and so strong. You come in and sit down. I'll tell you all the reasons you're weak. This is why, because first of all, I'm just going to give you this 1995, Nebraska, ran the option okay i mean they ran the old school option it was it ingenious yeah yeah they ran a lot of ingeniously constructed i form option they even put in some spread principles constantly evolving football geeks love to do this like oh it's all these these little tweaks to the things yeah that's cool right lsu has like seven 300 pound nose guards you know what you can do to little tweaks and innovation Throw a 300-pound nose guard at it, right? This is a game where a backup defensive end who weighed 280 pounds was bringing down Travis Etienne. That's not – Lawrence Phillips and uh, Amon Green are not going to scare anybody on that roster. Is Tommy Frazier the best option quarterback I've ever seen? Yeah, probably. You know who can chase him? Anybody on LSU's defense. Anybody. They were facing faster players against Clemson. 
who were playing in more confusing schemes with better planning. And yes, I'm going to say it, even better nutrition and training than the vaunted Nebraska strength program. For some of you who are going, oh yeah, that Nebraska strength program with the quotes behind it, just say it. You think they were on PEDs? I assume, by the way, that most championship teams have some degree of PED use. I'm going to say PED use instead of cheating or doping because, I don't know, you didn't get caught. So, And the stuff you're using, it's probably like several generations ahead of whatever they know about uh, in terms of banned substances, right? So I'm just going to assume when people are like, oh, man, Nebraska was on roids. Uh, they weren't alone. If that it was the, the mid-90s. <clears throat> Everybody was on roids. I was on roids. You were on the gas, right? That's how we hit 40 home runs, me and you. Peter Jennings was jacked out of his fucking mind. <laughs> I'm Peter Jennings. <laughs> and I will break you. <laughs> that's how Mariah Carey hit 30 home runs. <laughs> that's, how Car- that's how Carson Daly got famous. He just walked to MTV and started destroying things. No, Carson Daly was the one person who wasn't on roids, and that's how he won America's Hearts. We're like, look at our soft boy. We love him. <laughs> He's so sweet and weak. He's, this is what a natural boy looks like. Ja Rule on All every bit of gas. by the ball and steal second base. <laughs> so, yeah, that's uh, the Pete Rose of inconsequential video hosts, right? Wow. I said it. That, impli- that implies a lot more. Was he betting on TRL? What are you saying here? <laughs> Carson Daly took the ultimate wager. He bet on himself. He was always falling on his face. That much is true. Yeah. So just throw that out there, okay? I know that they're big and they're strong. The size of the players involved when you add these up and you go, I don't know, man. They had they had Grant Wistrom and they had Jason. They had the Peter brothers. Remember that? Yeah. Jason Peter and Christian Peter, neither of which were over 300 pounds. Their defensive end was 255 pounds and 6'5". You want to see a scarecrow fly backwards? Yeah, that's what would happen to Grant Wistrom against, you know, a pulling guard from LSU and against anyone who's going up against Lloyd Cushenberry, okay, at center. Additionally, once you get to the second level, there is nobody here who can body up with LSU's receivers. Nobody. Michael Booker probably like the guy and Mike Minter like Mike Minter yeah he's a head buster he was also 180 pounds 180 pounds when you've got Grant Delpit floating around for LSU at like 205 210 now head right? co- Mike Minter now head coach of the Campbell fighting camels I need this gear immediately we can get this gear the Campbell fighting camels have to have some outstanding gear home get- field get on it Mike Bloomberg, buy us Campbell gear. <laughs> Mike Bloomberg, buy us Cam- the Campbell Fighting Camels, the program, the school. And a camel. You, you know, we would tell him, like, oh, it's like $1.2 million to just get the whole operation under our thumb. And he'd be like, is that a lot of money? Seems like a lot of money. I don't know. Here, take it. It's in North Carolina. That's a swing state. Mm-hmm. Mike Bloomberg, get on this. We can get you polling at tenths of decimals tenths i tell you he would definitely like this you know what you know what camels do they carry water (laughs) huh that's all we want to do that's all we want to do for you mike and the important thing is that water is not soda (laughs) (laughs) yeah often like the offensive line by the way like there's a better deal there but but all there they're probably be... is a North Carolina camel full with cheer wine in its home. To be clear, 
And when Sorry. I find it, and when I find it, <laughs> it's gonna, it's gonna kill it and drink it. <laughs> I'm gonna kill it, drink it, and please my lord. Or That's are you gonna, gonna milk do. it? <laughs> yeah, I'll just keep it to myself <laughs> with a straw sticking out of its back. Source, I found it. Like it's it's real cool, by the way, that this offense has like Joel Makovica. I love Joel Makovica. He was like a zero star, nothing recruit. Okay, he'd probably be okay, but also he's not going to be able to pick up anything in terms of blitzers that LSU is sending. Right. Uh, in addition to that, like the guard, like the offensive lines, they can reach block. That'd be fine. If I get you in third and long, what are you going to do? Technique wise, it's not looking real good. It's just not Tommy Frazier. He's awesome. I'm not going to include him in the slander. I just won't everyone else though. Dominated by LSU. It's not by the way, like this Nebraska team wasn't super dominant. It's just that they were like the end product of uh, 20 years of development. Like literally like 20, 25 years of development. This team was the crown jewel in this entire structure. uh, and, And in terms of the end progress of the program, like what did they look like? when they figured it out to like maximum effectiveness, it's this 95 team. They play in a good big eight. They beat three top 10 teams. All of the teams that, that they beat go on and just romp in the bowl games, just destroy people. Right. They do receive some favorable matchups, but I did say bowl game. Correct. Uh, Including by the way, number 19, Texas A&M who defeats Michigan 22, 20. I just wanted to mention Michigan losing there. I don't know why. It's a bit of self-hatred considering I have two Michigan tats. But they go on to try to split a title with Nebraska. So, like, 90s Michigan, I'm always kind of iffy on your claims here. So, remember, you lost to Texas A&M. Something literally no one does in the SEC. No one. Not a team. Don't mention one. Arkansas does. <laughs> Every single year. Exactly. But, but it's always real close. The um the ninety five Huskers, I feel like if you were to translate them into modern terms, it might be something like the 2014-2015 Buckeyes, like very, very run heavy team, but still insanely fast, yeah, you know, I... relative to the people around them. But that is twenty years of um time that is not on Nebraska's side if they played an actual game. Yeah, and I, I actually also when people go, Well, well, how Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's let's rewind this. Because what about what about Florida? Because they ended up putting it on Florida, right? Well, yeah, 62-24. It's one of the biggest ass beatings you will ever see in your life. A Gator team that really, like, in terms of being on someone's, like, someone being on their bumper, you know, there's not many people who go, oh, man, I remember that. Yeah, like, they were, it was actually a competition. However... I will posit uh, it actually was when Florida had to play some ranked teams. They weren't quite as productive. They were good. They weren't quite as productive. They weren't quite as dominant. This was a team that all along looked like a looked like a team that you know had some defensive vulnerabilities. They, here is here is the best way to uh, summarize that. If you go to the the wiki page for this Florida team, um, they they have ten offensive players listed. The roster is not full by any means, but they have ten offensive players listed. They have two defensive players. Listed. That is correct. The, the so defense. therefore, Florida only had two defenders. No the, the wonder de- they lost. Yeah, I believe. I, I believe that's uh, that's a the triple game. option always makes both guys wrong. Exactly, and they only had two guys, so everyone else is just kind of stuffing. Yeah, this was not a defense that was uh, 
necessarily equipped to face a, a real, real good running team. And when they did, they did give up some yardage. So what I'm saying, 62-24, with the gift of uh, a mere, what, 25 years of, of hindsight, 24 years of hindsight, probably a little more predictable than we expected. So I just don't see them being able to. What happens when you get a triple option team on their back, right? And what happens when they're, they're a turtle? They, they cannot write themselves. They cannot keep pace. And also, de- modern defenses, modern defenses would absolutely humiliate what Nebraska would try with that offense. So now that we've committed various blasphemies, um, here is so – let's pivot toward teams that you wouldn't say, I will bet they can win. Teams where LSU instead would say, ah, oh, fuck, we have to play them. Like when we threw this to the readers – the two most popular names they threw out were 2015 Ole Miss, a talented team that is also a mayhem chaos team. It's like if Indiana suddenly st- signed like four and five stars. Turns out a few too many four and five stars, but they were on the field. They had shit like Chad Kelly helmet doink score going for them. Uh, and the other team every reader threw out was Pitt. Not even a year, just Pitt. 2015 Ole Miss, important to remember, <clears throat> only lost one game in the SEC West and still did not make the SEC championship game. Good the shit. Game, the game good they shit. lost was extremely 2015 Ole Miss. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> I love the 2015 Ole Miss. Should, one should we lightning round through a few of these from, uh, from the reader folks? Sure. Yeah, please. Um, well, finish that, Spencer. Uh, just this, that... Um, you don't want any part of depending on them or betting against them. They are yes. the, yeah, they're the perfectly fickle <laughs> team for this, this scenario. Uh, one, the, speaking of Pitt from drank Williams, Jr. Everyone's saying 2007 Pitt is so close 2000, 2007 Pitt with less miles as their coach. This would combine the shittiest team in the fucking world to quote West Virginia fullback Owen Schmidt that did beat West Virginia with the Les Miles team that only lost in triple overtime twice. Uh, Bunky Perkins has a particularly profane suggestion, which is 2007 West Virginia with head football coach Houston Nutt. That's that's far too much danger and volatility for me. <laughs> I want nothing. I want nothing to do with that pick. Um, this one is uh, a little too real. 1990, I want to get the year right. <clears throat> 1999 FSU, if Randy Moss had never smoked weed. Remember that? Remember how Florida State couldn't have a player because he smoked weed? That's a thing that happened. And not, not that just long that, ago. but like a really fucking good team with really, really, like if you put Randy Moss in this team, it's possible Lavernius Coles and Anquan Bolden barely see the field. Is it Lavernius Coles in the like? Is he in the slot there? It's 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 Coles and Warwick and Coles Warwick and um, Moss would be your because oh. Snoop, Snoop Minnis was I think your slot receiver on that team. Oh my God, Lavernius yeah. Coles who ran like a like a three eight in the forty. I think Lavernius Coles still ran like a. I think he ran like a four nine and fell down at the combine. Like fell flat on his face and still ran a four nine or a five despite spending part of it completely flat on his face he'd be your fourth option i am i am i am am also terrified to think of like 
<clears throat> hey, what if you put uh, Randy Moss and Sebastian Janikowski with free time to get to the <laughs> What would that even... Oh, God. Just some really good fishing. Nope. Do not want. Uh, Matt Berry 05 says 2001 Miami, but with a 12-year-old Cam Newton at QB. Unstoppable. Like, we're taking literally <laughs> what Cam Newton was doing at the time, and he's suiting up. And I'm like, you know. <laughs> even money. Is, he's probably like, what, like 5'11", <laughs> 190 or something like that? I'm yeah, sure he a, can run. Like, let's one try it. With, there's one problem with this. I think the harder part is teaching Miami to run a uh, shotgun. That's way harder because they were so pro style at hurt. Yeah, you were so you into Rob Chenzinski. Hey, buddy, we're going to run 1910s offense. What? <laughs> yeah, just run that way. How? I need complex diagrams. My diagrams. <laughs> my, my spreadsheets. <laughs> Listen, just give it to this 12-year-old kid from Atlanta, okay? Make sure the check clears to his dad and just give the ball to this 12-year-old. I enjoy Staircase Wit's suggestion, which is 2014 Ohio State, but with a fourth-string QB. Unstoppable. Wow. My God. Their final wow. form. Wow. And he's, um, like, eight feet tall. <laughs> like, like, they did get bigger and bigger sequentially, didn't they? This is a team I, um, I don't remember at all. This is from Wise Tender Snob. 2009 Iowa Hawkeyes, an underrated chaos team. As a boost, I'd make LSU play them the week after we killed Osama Bin Laden so Ricky Stanley could be <laughs> maximum Americanness. <laughs> <laughs> Does that have a fucking entrance to like Kurt Angle's music? And <laughs> <laughs> he does what he does what Kurt Angle did when he was real off on the perks, right? Does the like yeah. flying ass, like the flying ass flip into his opponent onto <laughs> Joe Burrow? Wow! This is this is an extremely uh, extremely all over the place Iowa team that went to Beaver Stadium and beat at the time number five Penn State. Uh, beat Michigan, beat Wisconsin on the road, beat Michigan State on the road, lost their first game at home to Northwestern, 17-10. to 10. Just, oh, man. Um, Jason, go on. I've, I've got one. Wait. Uh, we have two related to previous LSU teams, and both have family connections here. Uh, Jacob Hester of the 2007 Tigers says those Tigers just went straight up. And John Chavis's son, an attorney in Nashville, uh, opening a practice with Ryan Nanny, I think, says the 2011 LSU Tigers with Jill Burrow at quarterback, which, okay, now we're fucking talking. Hmm. Hmm. I have one from at Manzerd, which is 2005 Texas, but ensure VY is there in person to finishing second in Heisman voting to Burrow, where VY is the only person in the world who thought he would win and played at the Rose Bowl. A lot of conditionals here, Manzerd. But again, I think we are kind of sleeping on how dominant Vince Young was. And I could see an easy Cam Newton argument to, to work him in here as in, I might only need this player. I don't think Texas's defense is going to do as badly as I, I think it would against this attack because one of the few teams that sort of compares to LSU in terms of production, uh, when you go in the last 20 years, that 2005-2006 USC offense, it's right up there. So one team that people threw out was this year's Auburn team. If you gave them a quarterback, what I, what I want to ask you is like, what is the, the lowest, the least talented, and you, you're going to have to go a pretty talented quarterback. That is, that you is would such take an, that is such an insult say, to Bo Nix. 
Well, Bo Nix was not talented enough to be this to be an LSU. He, you know, he was no. close. No, he, he was wasn't. within three points. Oh my god! No, he wasn't. Can Chris Todd get it done? Don't take that away from Bo Nix. Three points. Take what away? They lost the ball mostly because you know he has a hard. Can Nick time. Marshall get it done? He threw for 157 yards. I made all of them count. On 35 attempts. Efficiency isn't a strong point. (laughs) He ran, Spencer, he ran for negative 16 yards. You know what? What about Barrett Trotter? Barrett? What about Ben Laird? Let's go all the way back. Big old refrigerator of a quarterback. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. In so many ways. In that he was cool and not real mobile. Is that what you aspire to be? <laughs> you know, I'm hitting at about 50% on that and not by choice. Job of the hut. Now there was a cool customer. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like this one from Zach Tzizuizis. Just throw those letters in. It'll come up. Uh, September, Maryland. Oh, un- invincible, unbeatable. invincible football unbeatable team. He, he also adds that Chase Young decides to stay home and play for the Terps, but sep- you had me at September, Maryland. September, yeah. September, Maryland. Kofi, Kofi, yeah, boy's favorite. <laughs> <laughs> he loves him. He loves watching the Serps. Did did a magnificent video where it was, uh, it was break, it was break bots. Uh, Your wish is my command, right? Where they're playing it and they're going over the highlights of beating Howard by seventy five points. Like they're back, and then it was the we got them meme. And then the we got them meme happens, and they start losing by forty to everybody. But yeah, September, Maryland. Unstoppable. Um, I like this suggestion from, I just lost it. Uh, J.R. Howard, 81, 1999 Virginia Tech, coached by Paul Johnson. God, yes. Oh, please. I mean, they'd lose, but God, yes. Yeah, yeah. but it'd be, it'd be a fun loss. I want to watch it. Uh, um, some people threw out like World War One and Two shit. Just, no, go away. 1949 absolutely. Notre Dame. Get please. No, stop. Absolutely oh. not. Well, hold on. I like Are they Dakota, fighting I, on a trench in World War One? I, I, I like Dakota Moyer's suggestion of 1916 Georgia Tech, but every player is Derrick Henry. Okay. Well, now we're talking. All right. Oh God, I I can really not think of ways that 222 to zero could be worse. Every player is Derrick Henry. Makes every it player worse. is Derrick Henry. Just did it. Congratulations. You, you <laughs> achieved. A, you achieved a historical impossibility. That's the game. I would. I, I don't necessarily want to see that team play in 2020. I do want to see that team play in 1916. Oh, God. Derrick Henry back in time. <laughs> he killed the Kaiser for they us. Think he's, you send him back to 1916, they think he's a nuclear weapon. They, think, they literally think he's the Terminator. No. He is. He, he is. He That's is true. Really I don't have any evidence that he's not. He would be. He would literally, he'd be the don't shoot him, you'll just make him mad guy. I would also uh, appreciate Wait, does this. that mean Ryan Tannehill is the future of the revolution? Oh, God. Fuck. God damn it. <laughs> All that stands between us and Skynet is Ryan fucking Tannehill. I can't wait for the Titans to do this. Man, look at our playoff run there. We really did something. We got something cooking here. We should give Ryan Tannehill $400 million. Well, if he's the future of humanity. Yeah. Clearly, this is why this all happened. Four hundred million dollars to Ryan. Need him to have all the resources he needs to lead the revolution. 
That's I right. hope they give Derrick Henry the quarterback deal. <laughs> we got to lock up our quarterback, Derrick Henry. Hey, Ryan Tannehill, we're franchising you as a long snapper. D- Given their choices. Ryan Tannehill it- gets, gets the like, uh, well, we don't know how much more tread he's got on those arms. <laughs> I would be the most antisocial, like inappropriate agent because I'd walk right in that room and be like, we're trying to get a Bortles deal here, gentlemen. <laughs> wow. I'm not just, listen, I know you want to make this mistake, and I do too. Hit him with the Bortles tag. Yeah. Listen, listen, law of averages, every Bortles deal can't be bad. Maybe this is the one that's genius. Hmm. See? They've all been bad so far. But well, that means we're due. Fellas, let's make history. We've been trying to do the right thing for years, and it's just not working. Why don't we just embrace the wrong thing? Bloomberg 2020. Top-loading microwaves. <laughs>